You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So it's funny, Mets, obviously, you know, the, the lack of offense continues and now the lead and this is starting to be dicey is down to one and a half. Um, you have two more games with the Padres game tonight, game tomorrow night, which is an ESPN affair. And then Tuesday, Wednesday against the Yankees. And you look at the Yankees and see, it's different. Like you look, you look at the Mets and the Mets are in the fight for their lives for the, for the division now. It's one and a half. The Braves are, are rolling along. You know, how many times have you ever seen a team that is overwhelmed by a starting pitcher? Otani is starting last night. Six innings, one run. He had like 10 Ks. And then in the seventh, he gets absolutely destroyed. They put up a six spot and easily beat the Angels. A Mike Troutless Angels team. So you love the Braves this weekend in the final two games. The Mets have the Padres, right? You lost that game last night with Max Scherzer. Offensively, you're just you're just not hitting. He had four hits last night. And I get it that Darvish is good, but come on. Give me something. You didn't get nine innings of Darvish. Four hits? Marte had two? And, and, then, and then I think you had, what, one from Guillaume? And you almost blanked again. So the Mets offensively, a lot to be desired. Now they add, and people say, oh, this is a good trade. I don't know. I liked Holderman. I thought he was pitching well. I was a fan of his. I thought I don't I don't know that anybody outside of Diaz I have any belief in in the bullpen now for the Mets anyway. But I liked Holderman, and now he's gone. You're bringing Daniel Vogel back. Uh, listen, how, how in the world you are playing the day after the All Star break, or your first game after the All Star break? And I, I mean, what's it got? Travis Blankenhorn is your designated hitter. How how is that even possible? I know. Who Don the hell are you? I know exactly. As a wise man once said, I know Dom Smith um, is hurt. And you know how Dom Smith got hurt, by the way, going back to second base. I think it was like that initial placement um, in extra innings, and Dom Smith was on second, and the pitcher turned around to try to throw it in, and he, like, tweaked something, and now he's hurt. But Travis Blankenhorn, and he gives you a big, fat 0, 0 for 3 last night. I mean, Lindor looked lost. Alonzo had a hit. Escobar typically looks lost. I mean, we go through the Yankees, and somebody called the show yesterday, and I was doing the show solo all week, D.P. Atron Rothenberg, and said, you know, the Yankees, this is amazing, actually. I should save this for Jake, because I can't even believe this number exists. But, but I'll ask him if he knew this was, was the actual answer um, when I bring those guys on a little bit later in the show. The Yankees in 1998, what they hit. Jake, if I, it, here's what I want from you. I want you to turn on your microphone. And I just want you to, to an, use, like, one-word answers. Can you do that? Yes. What did the Yankees hit in 1998? Batting average as a team? Sorry, that's more yes. than... I would say 310. Oh, come on! Is that spot on? No, that's ridiculous. Oh. No, teams don't hit 310. What's I mean, the matter with that you? That team was really good. I would say 280. Thank, thank you, Ty. You know what? I turn to you, Jake, as like the voice of the Yankees. You come up with this ridiculous 310. Coming in the voice of the Yankees, John Sterling. I mean, my God. 310. High hopes, baby. Teams don't. No, Ty, thank you for giving. You know, you're, you're the worst, really, because you're that person 
that you ask the question, they give you this outlandish answer, and now the, the actual answer seems benign because the answer they've given is so ridiculous. And I'm not going to hop in here too early, but Dave, I was five years old. As much as I'm a diehard Three Yankees 310! You're right. 310's a little high. So the entire team was Tony Gwynn? Well, all I've been hearing every time you compared the 98 to this team, everyone on this team batted 300. So, yeah, 310 was way too high. But realistically, if the whole team batted All right, now you've gone too far. I said right, one-word answers, Dave. and now, like you do, you're taking sorry. over the show. Sorry. So, no, it's not 310. They hit 288 as a team. Wow, I almost nailed it. Yeah, you were very good. Much better than him. I should have gone to you. He was eight. I was 20. It's not that far away. Like, you were were not, you were, you were 310. Ty was eight points away. I was 20 points away. You were 20, you were 22, as a matter of fact. And you were over. Mr. Literal, man. And you were over. If this was the price is right, he would have won his showcase and you would be eliminated. Can't go over 310. Want to go 343? 377. That's insane. I I would have felt like your guess would have been better if you went 270 than 310. All right, that's fair. But look at that team. Jeter, Bernie, Paul O'Neill. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with you. Okay. So my, my point is this. We went through it yesterday of the Yankees in 1998 and that they hit 288 as a team. And then you look at the Mets right now. They 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 don't have they have one guy. That's hitting 288 or above. The Mets offensively are struggling. The Braves are right on their heels. It's a game and a half. And again, here's the thing. And I will say this. I want to win the division and desperately. And you can hear that I'm frustrated and annoyed. And Daniel Vogelback, we'll see what he adds. He's a left-handed bat. I guess you pop him in there and you see what he's capable of doing. He's got big power. Great. Okay? But here's the thing. At least... You have a safety net. at le- And I want the division desperately. So don't get me wrong and don't say this is loser mentality because it's not. Because I'm not saying I'm okay without winning the division. But what I'm going to say is if you don't win the division, at least you have that safety net of I know I'm going to get in. Because you know they're going to be a wild card. But there's a big disadvantage to being a wild card this year. A big disadvantage. You have to play an extra series. If you're in the Mets and you win the division, you're now locked into the ALDS. Uh, or the ALDS, the NLDS. Locked in. That's it. It's done. You sit there and you wait. So you don't have to pitch your guys. You don't have to play. You get some time off. If if you come in second in this division, now you're playing a, a best of, what is it? A best of three. And there's a lot of stress. And a lot of pressure. A lot more than there is if you don't play, I'll tell you that. So I, I don't love where the Mets are. I'm a little nervous about where the Mets are. I still feel confident they won the division for some reason. But no, I don't I don't know how you could feel great. I'm not worried about the Phillies, by the way. The Phillies stink. Phillies lose to the Cubs. Not only lose to the Cubs, get hammered by the Cubs last night. But no, I don't feel great about where the Mets are. So I am frustrated and upset and annoyed. And I think you probably are as well. And I don't want to see this team all of a sudden hit the second half of the season again and fall apart. And I don't think they will. But I think you understand if the Mets fan is like, oh, come on. We're, we, we can't go here again, can we? No. You can't go here again. It's got to be different. And again, it's the offense. It's not the pitching. 
I know that, that Scherzer was not great by any stretch last night, but he was not bad. I mean, when you get, what, five and a third of two-run ball, that's that's pretty good. It's not bad. It wasn't awful. He allowed the one hit to Hosmer, the home run to Hosmer, and that was pretty much it. So not not terrible. But when you look at the Mets' upcoming schedule, you start to have that, oh, come on. Right? You get the Padres tonight and tomorrow. Then you host the Yankees Tuesday, Wednesday. And then you're at the Marlins Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then, thankfully, you get the Nationals. And then you know who comes to town, which will be the biggest series you've seen in a very long time? The Braves. One, two, three, four games against the Braves. That, my friends, will be a monster, monster, monster series. And then you go to the Phillies for four. And then you have the Yankees again. And then the Dodgers come to town. So... Yeah, you know what? The Nationals are playing great baseball. They might I mean the, the Braves are playing great baseball. They might be the better team right now. And I think you you have those concerns about the Mets. You know, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And the only thing I can think to say about the Yankees is even when they win, feels like they kind of lose now, doesn't it? I mean, last night, Tyone bad again. I mean, I don't know how you can have any confidence in this guy whatsoever. The only thing I'll say is, at least the issues that are arising now with the Yankees, right, at least the problems they're having now are before the deadline. And this Michael King injury is, I don't want to say catastrophic, but, oh, this, I feel awful for him. He's been such a key component. He kind of came out of nowhere. I guess the injury is what? Fractured elbow? Ugh. Out for the season? Terrible. Guy's been sensational. ERA of what? Like two, less than two and a half? Last night went in, looked terrific. He's, he, I mean, you could argue he's your second best reliever right now. So the only thing I'll say in the positive for the Yankees is at least Tyone hitting the skids and King now out for the season happens when you still have time to remedy it. Can you imagine if this happened on like August 3rd after the deadline had gone by? So Yankees win, and you give them credit for that. Astros win again, so it stays at two games in the loss column. And I know the Yankees are very focused on that. Yankee fans are as well. And I don't know if you heard Aaron Boone on the K-Show yesterday, but he was, he was not, he is not happy. Like every time, and, and tell me, did you feel like this? Like every time they panned, to Aaron Boone yesterday during the game, he he just looks he looks angry. He look he looks he looks like he's furious. It fe- it feels like and, and you heard him yesterday on the K show. And we'll play clips of that in just a, a couple of moments. But he's he's not happy with this overreaction. He calls it to Houston. He wasn't happy with with Marley's question to Aaron Judge. Like he's he's just not happy right now. But so the Yankees win, and Judge is just, woo, my, I mean, my God. It's funny, the second home run he hits, and I thought they were just replaying the first one. Because I'm kind of walking around. We, we had dinner last night at home, and, and we're, I'm setting the table, and, looking, and I look up, I'm like, oh, they're showing the first one again. Like, boy, they're showing a, a very awful long clip of the first one. That's not the first one, that's the second one. He didn't like the exact same spot. It was almost the same exact ball. And, God, he is just, I mean, I, I don't have the words to describe how good he is right now. So, Yankees win. Judge phenomenal. That's the good. 
Tyone, not good. Again, he's been brutal for the last six weeks. And Michael King. And that's, that's the worst news of the entire night and the entire day and where we sit. So now add the Yankees into the mix, which actually affects the Mets. Because you know that the Mets need bullpen help. And up until yesterday, the Yankees probably didn't. Well, now the Yankees probably do. Because now you're without Britain, which you knew. Green, which you knew. King, which you didn't know. Chapman. I mean, Chapman, let's be fair. Aroldis Chapman right now, he stinks. He's lousy. So I, I don't know if you can ever expect that you're going to get a, a decent Araldus Chapman back into the mix. So I have Holmes, who's going to push the innings limit of what he's never done and put in situations that he's never been in before. And right now, what else do I have that I, that I, re, that I uh, you know, that guy's, he's fine. Loisaga, I like Loisaga, but I don't know that he's at that level right now where he goes into the game. You're like, all right, great. That's a lockdown inning. The Yankees advantage, which they've had over everybody all year, is slowly fading away in the bullpen. So now the Yankees have to be buyers in the pen and in the rotation and in left field. Although Gallo did. Oh, my God, he hit a home run last night. So 1-800-919-3776. We'll hear from Boone. We'll hear from Epler, Mets GM, on acquiring Vogelback and Buck Walter as well. And we'll hear from you. 1-800-919-3776. And I think we're going to hear from a, a much better version of Jake Montgomery moving forward in the show. Outside of his just hideous guess of, of 310. We'll hear from Ty. And I, it's funny because I have a whole plan of what we're going to do today. And, of course, Stump Rothenberg at 1030. And none of that involved football. And Ty says to me today, so we'll do some baseball. We got the football. And I said, I don't know that we'll do football. He says, oh, no. We're doing football. So I guess he's got something up his sleeve football-wise for the show. That's right. We are six weeks. Wait, are we? Are we seven weeks tomorrow from the first Sunday? I think we are. And we are less than seven weeks, obviously, from the opening Thursday night. Bills and Rams. I mean, I, I, you know, I love the summer. I love the summer. And I get to spend even more time with my kids. But my goodness, at least when you get to the fall, football is here, and that's just a different level of excitement. So 1-800-919-3776. The Mets, the lead, they've coughed the whole thing away just about. The Yankees win, but Tyone and King, really big stories along with Aaron Judge. So strap on in, and let's roll on what is going to be, make sure you hydrate during the show, please, a very hot Weekend. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, all right, so we'll hear from Aaron Boone, who is, I'm telling you, I've heard Boone for a long time. I've never heard him as annoyed and looking as frustrated and annoyed as he did last night. And that's with a team that's, what, 35 games over 500. So now is the portion of the show where we say good morning. We say good morning to the talented, much better guesser than the other guy, Ty D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. David, here's how you know you're en route to what should be a sensational day. All right. You pull up to the parking lot, and nine feet away from said parking lot, the entrance, uh, there's a free parking spot. So you save $15. All right. So you found, you found a free spot on the street. Free spot on the street. And uh-huh. the first thing I thought was, wow, I, I am in for some day. Like, this is going to be excellent. 
like that kind of party. And I get to talk to you. So right. as the great Gordon Damer would say, we're off and running. I feel good. How do you feel today? Uh, I feel good. I'm a little stuffy. I hear it. I got a text message from a, from a friend who's like, what's going on with uh, the quality of Dave's voice today? Sounds Is that really true? I, I'm, I'm dead serious. Well, I find that to be very distressing. Well, um, well, he well listened, you know what? He's it, a, it, a Dave, you know, whisperer, if you will. So, In fairness to me, I did the show solo um, all week long, and it's not easy on the voice. And then, I don't know. I mean, my allergies are kind of bothering me, and I'm a little stuffy. But, I mean, nothing that... Anybody should should be texting about. Well, he, he loves the program, so he's just wondering if everything is okay in your house. No, everything, everything is fine. I appreciate the concern, but ev- everything everything is fine. I almost feel like we should punish Jake today. <laughs> Why would we do be- that? Be- because of that just hideous guess. Here's what, here's what it amounts to. Because you know what it's like if I said, to, it said, like, what's the tallest building in the world? And he's like, 1.2 miles in height. No, I mean, come on. <laughs> I told you and during the commercial break, I thought they maybe have some 330 hitters that balanced out the 270. But you need like five 330 I know, I mean, but you, all you, you hear this, about I mean, this team 310? is all you hear about this 98 team. And again, I was five years old. I watched videos. I grew up kind of learning about this team, the team that got me into baseball and the Yankees. But realistically, batting average – we, we don't even hear about batting average anymore. Here's batting- what's happening, Dave. Uh, He's backpedaling all no, over no. himself so is when what's you, happening. When you take Saturdays off for swim meets, you, you lose a little bit That's of right. that luster. Oh, because you guys, you guys have been said, here every what Saturday. What did the Yankees in 1998? Yep. He wasn't like, the butterfly. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. what, what did the Yankees say as a team in 1998? Why do I the even show stroke. up? Why do I show up for work anymore? You guys just... I'm your punching bag at this point. Well, somebody's got to be. What did the Yankees hit in 1998? The crawl. <laughs> uh, the 4 by 100 medley. Hey, at Eisenhower Park where I do these swimmings, oh, they call God's me the voice sake. of swimming. Nobody cares I'm the about voice your swim meets. All right, that's fair. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, my God. But I do care about Michael King and that injury. And going off that, the Yankees now need to make a bullpen move. You look yeah, at the entire bullpen, whether it's Chapman, Loisica, the guys that you went into the season thinking were going to be the guys, the Yankees, realistically, you can't throw Clay Holmes out there for the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth. They need to do something now, and they might steal some players away from your Mets, Dave. Well, so. that's what I was just saying. I love how, like, Jake is pushing the show forward. He's I the do. point I'm guard. Really... Well, we can't talk about my swim meets for three hours. So. Well, no, we, I'd prefer we don't talk about that for more than, like, 90 seconds. But I just wanted to go through some of the Yankees' averages from, from 1998, which Jake so erroneously thought they were hit, hit 310 as a team. You had four guys who played every day who hit over 300, which is amazing in its own right. Jeter hit 324. Actually, five guys. Brocious hit right there at 300. Bernie hit 339. And Paul O'Neill hit 317. All right? But then you have Posada, 268. Tino hit 281. Knobloch, 265. Chad Curtis hit 243. And Darrell hit 247. So even the bench guys, like like Reigns hit 290. All right, now I will humor you. Let's go to the 2022 Yankees. Judge, 284. LeMahieu, 282. IKF 273. And that that's the highest. <laughs> Those are the three highest. Well, baseball's different now. Now we go reverse order. Jerry right, Gallo. But, but, but hang out. Now, Jake, I'm going I'm to let you redeem yourself here right now. <laughs> yes, Dave. Well, I have one, re- one re- rebuttal oh, when you God. say. Yes, just go. All right. Most home runs in the 1998 Yankees by who? How many? Uh, 35. 28. Wow. Nobody, and, and how Was about it Tino? This? 
Tino hit 28. Okay. Bernie hit 26. Mm-hmm. O'Neal and Strawberry hit 24. I mean, you, you, I mean, you know, Jeter, Brocious, 19, Posada, 17, but 28. So you're going to have how many guys go? Way, I mean, Judge is going to hit 55. It's a new, it's a new. It's era. different baseball it's is a, what it is. Yeah, and I just want to say this: you keep anyway. saying my 310 guess was terrible, and it was Ter- a bad guess. Terrible. I'm, I'm just waking up to which you said oh, I'm backpedaling, but I'm googling now the best modern league, major league batting average as a team. The New York Giants in 1930 went 319. So if the Yankees... No, it's 100 years ago. It's 100 years ago, but this 1998 team is a historic team. It's supposed oh, to be the you, you best know, team Dave, of all. Dave, Dave, stop it. Dave stop. I really, think you're honestly, wrong on this. You, no, I'm, no, Ty. Ty. <laughs> let, let, can we bring you in as the in, independent arbiter here? It, Am I wrong? It was, I, I, can, he wrong gets 280. No, so was, clearly, I'm not wrong. I understand that, but you're saying three ten. If I said three yes, forty, three ten as a team is the insanity. Best, the best team batting average of all time was three nineteen. If the New York Yankees in '98 were the best team of all time, how is three ten a terrible guess? Because it's insane. Okay, it's way it's way. It's too not insane high. because a team batted three nineteen well, before. Just, just just because we sit here in 1930, a team batted 319. Okay, and the Yankees in '98 were supposed to be the best team of all about, time. But the, but the of all time team now, up until is 1930 is 1930 a part of time. I mean, you're, you, you know Do what? We just honestly, skip 1930. I look at you. I look at you as just a, a, a brilliant voice of the Yankees today. You're. I don't know what's happened to you. I don't know if your girlfriend broke up with you. I don't know if you got cockroaches in the apartment. I don't know what's happening with you today. But you are a disaster today. Man, the New York City lifestyle is stressful. It re- I mean, it, it, what happened? Did something happen at the bodega I last just, night? I think that at first I thought it was a terrible guess, but now I'm kind of looking, and I think it's a decent guess. Well, you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. People on Twitter are apparently agreeing with me a little bit. Well, so people on The Twitter company. Don't. Thank you, the company. No. Can I can I humor you real quick, Dave? No, I don't think anything can humor me at this point with what this guy is. Just Ricky Pietro and company. You sounded a little somber in your Mets opening upset, dialogue. Yeah. I just find it so fascinating that you can be here today when just days ago, or maybe a week or so ago, I'm listening to a promo uh, of Rick DiPietro saying, bring on the Yankees in the World Series. I find that to be so fascinating. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. You can bring, you can bring that up with Rick. Because I didn't, I didn't say it, and I don't think it. But you played into it a little bit. Because you you played into it a little bit when you said, and and Met fans love to live in this fantasy world. You know, if Degrom and Scherzer are healthy, bring on anyone. Bring on the Yankees. Bring on the Astros. So you're you're kind of like walking up to that mark just a little bit. Without I didn't say that. So don't put words in my mouth. No, but you said if those two guys are healthy, bring on the Yankees, right? Like that. You're you're that. If those two guys are healthy and pitching the way they're capable of pitching, I fear no one. I stand by that. But I didn't sit here and beat my chest and say, bring on the Yankees. I never said that. In fact, if you'd listen to me, and be accurate with things I've said. I've always said I never want to play the Yankees in the World no, Series. No, that's fair. But I'm saying you're, you're very confident in your team, assuming those two guys are healthy. Yes. Rick doesn't even need to see them be healthy. He, he He's saying bring on the Yankees in the World Series. But now I feel like that the tune is going to change a little bit, and we've already heard it at, at 9 o'clock or 9.02 this morning when the Met fan has to be a little bit nervous. So I just – like you guys operate in this space – where from, uh, from April until no, I'm June, not do, I'm not, I'm not you're doing optimistic. That. I'm not playing. I'm not. And playing then the real game starts to come. I still feel confident like, with ah. the Mets. 
I, I still know. feel confident with the Mets, and we'll see where it winds up. 1-800-919-3776. It is chaotic. And we didn't play the sound I wanted to play. So I want to hear a- a- angry Aaron Boone. We'll hear that in just a moment. I want to get to the calls. We didn't do that. 1-800-919-3776. So there's a lot to do that we haven't done. Apparently, we're going to get into football, which I was unaware about today. So I'm excited about that. And, of course, we have uh, Stump Rothenberg at 1030. So we have a lot to do. one 800 919 Seven six, and that Jake's going to go on Twitter and see everyone saying, "Yeah, three ten is not a bad guess. Three ten is a horrendous guess. Horrendous." You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The Grom. So feels good after the simulated sixty pitch five inning start on Thursday, and then there was all of a sudden thought that he was going to be back against the Yankees. That is not the case. Um, he will make, it sounds like one more minor league start and then they'll bring him back. So, I mean, if he makes that minor league start Tuesday, Wednesday, you're looking at Sunday, Monday, the following Tuesday, right? Like July 31st, August 1, August 2, somewhere in that range for Jacob DeGrom. Sounds like Trevor May is close to throwing and Dom Smith is not all that close to his return. Uh, with the knee injury. And that's the Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic and media care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. No, they do. 1-800-919-3776. Let, let's get to some of the calls, and then we'll hear from some of the uh, important figures here in New York baseball. Again, the number if you need it, one 800 919 Seven six. Let's go to Marvin in the Bronx. Good morning, Marvin. Lead us off. You're on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hello, Marvin. I've been served eleven months in Iraq. Uh, that's a nice cool day outside because that racket averages one hundred twenty a day. So I don't sweat this. Well, I, I, I mean, people like like real men like you. I'm sure you laugh at this, but but guys like me, I walk outside and it's it's very warm. But that, that's but fine. Dave, how for you, how are you feeling with your voice? I mean, let's get to that. You know, before does I it started. sound that bad? No, it sounds like you know you you over a little overworked. Yeah, but, and, I mean, and, and I mean, here's the thing, Marv. You hit the nail on the head. I'm a little overworked, so yeah, my voice is a, a. I mean, I don't even think it's terrible. It's just it's a little tired, and I will uh, I'll rest it later today, and I'll be fine. I appreciate your. But concern. when you're the best on the station, take that, Michael K. This is what you deal with. Is, you're right. These are the slings and arrows I have to deal with, Marv. You're, you're 100% But right. what I want to say, you know, as a lifetime Yankee fan, 60 years, and uh, I don't get, I don't go, I don't vastly up and down and stuff like that. I'm a little concerned, but I still think they'll hoist the trophy. But here's the thing I tell people, don't bet against Cashman because uh, the trade deadline is coming up, and uh, he's got something on his sleeve. And I told my wife that. My wife's a Yankee hater, uh, uh, but I told her something's coming. And they will still hoist this trophy, all right? And I, I tell the Houston fans, bring it on. It's a regular season. Playoffs are a whole different story. Hey, listen, playoffs are a whole different story. Thanks for the call, Marv. But boy, oh boy, I I'm, I don't know. Even if you think you, you you can beat Houston, I don't know how you walk in with your chest stuck out like that against Houston. Like regular season is one thing. Playoffs different story. Well, they beaten you up in the playoffs too. Like they beat you in the regular season. They beat you in the postseason. They're not scared of you at all. You've had this iconic season. They're two games behind you right now. They win again last night. Right? I mean, Seattle won, what, 14 in a row? They go into Seattle. It would beat them. 
That that is a that would terrify me. That team terrify me. I'll tell you what. Now you, you was it you Ty that said that you want Houston in the postseason? Yeah, yeah. But phrase it correctly. It's not about me thinking um, it's going to be an easy task or yeah, nothing to be worried about. It's just it would feel much sweeter if in route to winning a title, uh, you beat this team that has plagued you. I'm going to ask you this wild again card, now. 2017. I'm going to ask you this again now. Would it would it be sweeter? Of course. Right, I mean that's that's a that's a dumb question. Of course, it would be sweeter. I'm gonna ask you this right now: Game five, ALDS. I'm rooting for the Astros. You're rooting for the Astros yes. to win to take on the Yankees. Yes, you're you're nuts. Why would I be? How? Oh, wait, time out. You're you're Hang nuts. On. Hang on. You're you're honestly you should you should have the guys with the white jackets come and wrap you up and take you away. You're crazy. No, you increase crazy. the competition, man. You can't. Oh be my soft God, out. your you takes are unbelievable. The two streets. of you guys this morning. How is that an unbelievable take, Jake? You can't game be soft fi- out Game here in five, streets, Astros. I've Twins. Who are you rooting for? I get what Ty's saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not rooting for anyone, but whoever they get, they get. Oh you, my God. I, I've seen in the past when you root for a specific team to get there, that's usually not the right Yeah, recipe. how'd that work out for the Knicks when they were rooting for the Hawks a couple years ago and then they dusted them in five? Listen, I'm not saying – look, I'm in the minority with this take, and that's fine. I'm but I would prefer to play it. the Twins, yes, to I, your point. I want to play the Astros just because it feels like there's some unfinished business there. That's not a, a bad take. That's it's not a, a terrible – It's a very bad take. No, it's not. You, you know it's you, a bad I, take? I don't know. Being maybe, a Mets maybe I'm fan, living in my own world. Being a, I would Give me the easiest route to you know, the championship. Because you're soft. That's, that's I'm not, the type, no, I'm not soft. No, no, I'm yes, smart. You you're soft. You know what I'm smart. soft. No, I'm smart. soft. Yeah, give me the most difficult – the most difficult road. Swirlers. So how about that? How about you if Houston has home field advantage and and if you guys get anybody else, you now host Game Seven. I want now the Astros. Want? I want the Houston Astros. It's such a bizarre take. Oh yes, yeah. says the Mets fan who this week I heard on his radio show saying he wants the Astros to win the whole thing. It's not what I said. Oh okay, that's well, not so what I said. So what'd you say? I said, if you told me right now the Astros win the whole thing and the Yankees don't, I would sign for that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I didn't so, say I want the Astros to win the whole thing. Let me ask you a question. Do the Mets have a chance to win the championship this year? They do. Oh, and, and yet you're, you'd sign up for the Astros winning it? Even- what, what did I say about the take? You know what? If you're going to quote me, quote me. What did I say about the take? I it's, said it's the biggest loser take I've ever had. Ex- exactly. So okay, you fine. Can't be but Mr. this is Tate. also a loser. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. You, I need new people. You can't I be need the guy new people is what take. I need. You can't I can't be the sit here and bouncer. work with you two with no. No. Oh, what did? Oh, I think the Yankees in '98. You, they probably hit 339, 340, 355. I have a lot of people. Did they hit 406? I hear egos. I have a lot would, of people. They would a lot think of people the Yankees bat 300. Who, like, again, they're a historically great team. A guess of 300 oh, is not that bad. You know what the amazing thing about you is? I will make fun of it, and you, you have the same argument every time. Well, they were a historically great team. So what? They were a historically great team. Doesn't mean they had the, the greatest average in the history of baseball as a team. Lee, uh, here, here's the thing. Did you just call me Lee? No, I, I said wait. Oh. Here's the thing. You can't be the take bouncer after your, your Houston Nationals debacle. It's it's a loser's mentality. Your team has a chance to win it, and, and you have, like, you're more motivated by your hate of the Yankees than your love for the Mets, Not more. which is just an abomination. Not more. So I can't have you sitting here questioning takes. Not more. I like, can question. Here's the thing. Guy. You know what? When you look at the marquee, you walk by the station, you look at the marquee right now. What does it say? 
What's on know. the air? I don't know. Honestly. What's what's on the air? I'm not, you know I'm, what? Let me let me let me let me do a little work for you. It says the Dave Rothenberg show. Oh. It doesn't say Ty Butler <laughs> as much as you'd like it to. It doesn't say Jake Maybe Montgomery, Lapidus, Lapidus, Montgomery, Lapidus. Doesn't say that. It says the Dave Rothenberg show. So if I want to have a bad take, I'll have a bad take. <laughs> All right. If I want to say you have a bad take, I'll say you have a bad take. Why the Dave Rothenberg show? This is the time. So, no, show no, on 98.7 no. ESPN. Sometimes when you do when you no. do the Saturday show, because we know you you've got a like a very sketchy vacation schedule. That agent of yours is pretty good, earning every dollar. You done? I'm done. Thank you, Spike in St. Petersburg. Good morning, Spike. You're on 98.7. Well, good morning, and have a well deserved, well earned vacation. Your voice sounds fine. You know, Thank just you. a little overused. So. Uh, Told time that uh, Cashman could set the uh, greatest trade ever if he uh, sent the Gallo and the Chapman over Soto. The problem it'll be Murray Soto. You yeah. know the guy who works in the yeah. Listen, the, the trading deadline. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the fountain of information. Is it moved up this year? Is what moved up? The baseball trading uh, starts. It's later. Yeah, it's later. So yeah. it's moved Yeah, August. Up. It's so, usually July 31. This year it's August 2. Okay. So everybody's going to look for the same thing everybody looks for every year. Pitching. And that's it. It's just like the regular season. You know, I enjoy it, but it drags on and on and on. And I'm with you. Not for the sake of reciting with you, just the reality of it. I want you. I want Houston. I mean, I'm with Ty. I'm sorry. I want Houston. I want to kick their ass. And uh, I don't like them. I think they've replaced. I, I, the I, think, I think I think wanting to kick their butt is appropriate. I think you say you don't like them is fine. If you have an avenue that you can go Twins or Astros, and you choose Astros, you're out of your mind. Out of your mind. It's that simple. Ty can say whatever he wants. Spike can say whatever he wants. Anybody can wax poetic on whatever they want. If you are sitting here saying, "Give me the Astros." overtaking on whoever else in the American League, you're nuts. Certifiably nuts. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. There's so much going on now on these nights, and now I got the Yankees on Prime and the Mets on, on actual television. So I got to, you know, put on Prime, and then to be able to get out of that to get to the Mets, it's a whole song and dance. So I actually took the Yankees out of the equation. 7-3, I figured, you know what, that's fine. Then Chapman comes in. I'm watching on my phone. Now it's 7-6 after the home run. I'm like, okay, let's get back into that game. Chapman you can't have confidence in. Loazica has to turn this thing around. It can't just be Holmes. Can't. 1-800-919-3776. I don't know that I've ever heard Aaron Boone more upset ever than I did yesterday on the K show. So let's take a little listen. And then Peter was was funny. Uh, here is Aaron Boone. He cannot stand, and, and he's angry about it, cannot stand the overreaction to losing these games down in Houston. We're not going to be able to beat them now. We can't. I, I just, right. I find it all ridiculous. Well, ridiculous, especially coming out of a, like yesterday's was wonky a day where you're coming out of the All-Star break and you have a day-night, one-day doubleheader at 12 and 6. Like it's a weird Awkward, where you're not even lined up pitching wise necessarily how you would be. Like, it's just 
it just becomes an over reaction. And I'd say that had we swept yesterday, like I'd Bro. say the same exact thing. Oh, that's a terrible take by Aaron Boone. It it really is. It's not like Houston didn't have the same thing. Houston had the same exact thing, right? It's a wonky day for them as well. They didn't pitch their ace pitchers, right? Alvarez didn't play in, in the first game. So it's the same thing for them. They went out there and they beat you. Now, if you had split that doubleheader, nobody would have cared. It was fine. You know what? You split it. It's the fact you got swept. It's the fact that you lost two right off the bat. So I, I, I got to be honest. I don't know why he's so angry about this. Other than it's kind of in his, his mind that Houston, maybe they're the better team. Maybe he's a little concerned about it. But th- this take of uh, it's not that big a deal, and now we can't beat them. You can beat them in, in October. Nobody said you can't. But right now, how can you argue anything but the fact that Houston is the better team? Really? Doesn't it feel like he's missing the point, though, when he, when he answered this question? What do you mean? Because it's not just about the doubleheader. It's not about the season series. It's about we now have seven years of, of postseason history and recent memory. And you've never gotten past it. And them. you just can't get past this team. So to some degree, there is an element of the Astros, despite losing Correa and um, Springer and, and, and Cole, and they lost a manager, lost a GM, they just have this psychological advantage over the Yankees well, when it comes terri- to big I moments. Mean, they're a terrific team. But there's something more than them just being a terrific team. There's, well, there's maybe, psycho- it's psychological. I, at this I think point. it could be twofold. I think it could be psychological. I think you're right, and I think they could just be better. No, I heard this stat while I was driving yesterday, uh, listening to Dan Grasso. Do you want to get? Uh, since we're doing like trivia, you know how many at bats the Yankees uh, against the Astros this year have had? How many at bats where they've had a lead against the Astros? None. Zero. That's unbelievable. They didn't trot onto the field. They played seven games this year. The Yankees did not trot onto the field and throw a pitch with the lead in any of the seven games. It took the Astros this year, who might have the best bullpen in baseball, having complete meltdowns in order for the Yankees to win those two games in the stadium. And they didn't even have their, their closer the other day. No, they didn't. He was so, on paternity leave. So, Which is why I'm saying, like, Boone... I get it. He he wants to make sure the tenor of that locker room is not tense because we're a long ways from October. This roster is going to change. There's a lot that has to happen. Totally agree. But the reaction from the Yankee fan base isn't just about the doubleheader, man. It's about we've seen this time and time again. There's something about the Astros, and it's not just talent. It's not just performance. It's psychological at it's this point. It's all of it. You I cannot think, I think it's all them. of it. I think they're better. I think they don't fear you. I think they, you know, as much as you guys maybe don't care about playing them, I think they want you. I think they don't like the things you've said about them. I think, I think it's absolutely everything. Now, you heard that, Aaron Boone, very upset. Here's more upset, Aaron Boone, with the question the other night from the very talented Marley Rivera. Here's Boone. There's a lot of controversy. A lot of fans were upset with Marley's question. Don and I thought it was a creative yeah. way to ask it, but what was your take? Creative was one way of putting it. I thought it was not great. I didn't think it was I don't know. Well, why why I, I though because like it. it because it forced him it forced Aaron into an awkward position? I just thought it was I don't know. I don't know. Kind of the awkward giggle and doing it in a way that, I don't know, I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, again, I, I, I don't agree with Aaron Boone. And I don't think I typically disagree with things he has to say. 
But I didn't think there was anything wrong with Marley's question. I thought Aaron Judge, if this is what he wanted, if he wanted for the Yankees fan base to freak out and have huge concerns about the direction of the team and, and what his return or lack thereof is going to be, then, then mission accomplished. But he very – look, he could sit there in his mind and say, there is no way I'm returning to the Yankees next year. None. I'm gone. I'm going to the Cubs. I'm going to the Giants. I'm going to the Mets. I'm going to the Rangers. I'm going to the Mariners. There is no way I'm returning. But if he wanted to squash this question, all he had to do was look into the camera and say, I'm going to play out this year. I love the Yankees. We'll see what's happen- what happens. My agent and I will figure it out when the season is done. That's it. That's all he had to do and not give the answer that he gave. So, I mean, she asked the question everyone wanted asked, and maybe he's upset because she incorporated a, a child or a personal experience into it. I, I don't know why he's so upset by that question. Really, I don't know why he's so bothered by that question. I don't think it's a bad question. I thought it was a good question. I think it was a bad question. What was so, what was so awful about it? That she said, I was with the producer's kid, and he's you know in tears because he thinks he might leave. How do you answer to that, Aaron? Well, you know what? I, I don't think he has to worry about that right now. We have a lot on our plate the rest of the, this, this season, and we'll figure it out after the year. But I love being a Yankee. That's it. Is that a lie? Even if he plans to up and leave. I, I, don't, I don't know why Boone is so angry because you can hear he's angry about it, frustrated about it, annoyed about it. Why? Why is this has, that big a deal? She also has a job to do. Well, like, I, I, don't, I don't know that his upset was with the question. I think it's like that way that she asked, like incorporating a kid and then giggling and oh whatever. But I, I, again, I think, I think the fact that he's feels a way about that is more on him than it is on anybody else. I also heard someone, a Yankee fan, say, well, you know, it, it, it's a step away from, you know, from the regular season. It's time to enjoy himself at the All-Star game. You shouldn't be flooding him with questions about free agency. You, okay, I, do you do you know what happens if Marley Rivera is on ask, the field exactly. with Aaron Judge? And doesn't she doesn't says, ask that. Aaron, why are you not participating in the home run derby? Aaron, what do you think about the first half of the season with the Yankees? I mean, people will be like, uh, hello. <laughs> you, have the, you have the biggest matzo ball dangling down there. Can you ask the question? She needed to ask the question. She did, just like Buster with uh, Juan Soto the night before during the home run derby. And he, he delivered an, an incredible answer. said, I'm not worried about that right now. That's right. I'm just happy to win this for, for Washington. You know, go Nats or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. And that's right. And, and I don't know. I, listen, I think if you ask me honestly, Judge, if, if you wanted to squash what's going on, Judge didn't answer it appropriately. He did not. He could have very, very, very easily. Just said, I love it here, and this is where I'd like to be. Now, uh, we, hope, we, we hope we're going to work it out. Is that crazy? It's out of character. I was so like astonished because it's out of character. Judge is usually polished. He's got that like Derek Jeter way about him, where you know team. I think first, it's, I think it's a good unselfish. call. He does. He has he has that like y- you don't know a ton about him. He's so good. You don't have to worry about him. He always does the right thing. This is one of the few times, and I don't think he did anything terrible. But I don't. I don't think Boone has the. I guess he has the right. I don't think. I don't think he should be so upset at the way this went down. That that would be my take. So there we go. All right, calls lined up. We'll get to them. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Now, Ty, you said you have a, a football related topic you'd like to get into. Well, there's some football things I think we can get into today. Uh, by the way, I woke up and this this was the first time I felt this way. Yeah. 
I woke up today and I'm thinking to myself, man, I am starving for football. Starving. Starving. What's the number you said? Seven more Thursdays? Uh, we are six weeks and five weeks, oh, six weeks and five days away from from the Thursday night football opener. Yeah, I had that itch this morning. Yeah. And I'm getting a little nervous, got to be honest, getting a little nervous just because of the task that lies ahead. But I, I'm starving for it. Starving. Yes, I am. You do realize now the weather is going to be chillier and all that's the, the things, That's the part about – that's, that's the weird dynamic because you're when you root for football season to start, it means you're trying School to rush – here for the kids. You're rushing through the summer. Well, you're rushing through your life. Yeah. But, I mean – uh, this is the first time, and I'm like, I can't wait to talk to Dave about it because it's the first time I felt that I'm actually deprived. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. And here we go. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Cooper Tire. Ty? Dave. Ty. Um, where are we at with our standings we are so far this year? On the season, mm-hmm. on the very young season, half, halfway through the season. More? Uh, yeah, we just passed the All-Star break. We are 275, mm-hmm. and by we, I mean you, 275 and 53. Good 53. Lord, you're good. 275 and 53. How many times would you say a week outside of this 30 minutes of Stump Rothenberg you discuss with someone Stump Rothenberg? Per week? Yeah, on on an average week. On an average week, I would say maybe twice a week. Twice a week. Like someone will say to you, God, I love that segment, or that's so entertaining, or he's cheating, or like something always comes up. Something always comes up about the segment. I did see this past week people were complaining that you're not doing it during, like, you're taking the summer off because you do it on, on Wednesdays DNR as well. It's That's like, right. how, how could you decide that but still do it on Saturday? So I, a, here's, here's the beauty. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I mean, it's my segment. So if I want to do it every day, I can do it every day. If I want to take it off for the summer, if I want to, I can do whatever I want to do. Sure, but it does show you the gravity of the segment. Like where people are clamoring for it twice a week. It's a it's a big segment, and people want it twice. People take probably take it five times a week if I give it to them that often. So I just gave you that you're 222 games clear of 500. Yeah. You now lose all of your right to complain about degree of difficulty for questions. No. Oh, here's the thing. Degree of difficulty is one thing. A bad question is another. I got you. I'm here for it. A hard question. I'm fine with something that's just nonsensical and nobody cares about. Is is and that's what you got to protect me. Let me just just a word of advice before we get it started. Yeah. If someone asks you a question about I don't know like batting average for a season, mm-hmm. don't guess three twenty or three ten. No. I bat at three. I guess three ten. So if you're gonna make fun of me, at least make fun of me right. Three ten. I went craziness. All right, let's go. Here we go. Deep breath. Focus. Dave in Queens. Dave. Good morning. Lead us off. You, my friend, are on Stump Rothenberg. 
Thanks, Dave. Uh, thanks, Cooper Tires. And um, it's Peter's birthday today. I don't know if you guys mentioned Peter it. Rosenberg, a big whopping yeah. 43 years old. He is not getting any younger. No, he's not. And he doesn't like old people. So uh, he's getting middle age. He's going to he be walking right into that it, territory very soon. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't realize it. He's, he's naive like that, little Peter. But, um, <laughs> Dave, uh, you know, I think so. My question the only person to be awarded stars. In all five categories in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, the five categories are film, TV, music, radio, and live performance. I mean, could a Casey Kasem be there? Could Gene Autry be there? Gene Autry, I know, did radio. Say again? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Gene oh, Autry, I'm thinking Casey sorry. Kasem, I'm thinking like a Roy Rogers. Apologize. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, Gene Autry, I know did radio, definitely did motion pictures, <laughs> TV, Casey Kasem, Autry, who else am I missing? Roy Rogers, Wolfman Jack, but I don't think he... I'm going to go Gene Autry. My second guess would be Casey Kasem, but Gene Autry will be my guess here. Final answer. As the young lady said, Dan, you're good. That's right. Wow. All right. There you go. Yeah, the old good lady. Lord, you're good. That's right. I don't know how young she was, but she was very, very impressed. Well, you All right. young because you don't want to be offensive. You can't say old. I didn't say old, but I just don't know that that's a young No, woman. he can't say young. I mean, he can't say old. Right. I guess that's fair. John in L.A. John at 1-0, you joined Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Well, last week didn't really went good for me, so I'm trying to make it up. All so right. There it goes. Okay. All right. Uh, so who is the first ever undrafted NBA player to make an all-star game? Oof. Is that a ben? Is it Ben Wallace? Probably before that. Um, undrafted. Ty, you know this? Uh, I did not know this. Uh, not John Starks, Ben Wallace, but my concern is going to be someone like forever ago. Fred Van Vliet, but that that can't be him. Um. How about Connie Hawkins, you think it could be? This is my wheelhouse. This is Those are the guys that I'm thinking of. Hawkins, Starks, Wallace. See, Van Vliet made it, but it can't be him because those other guys had it before him. So Connie Hawkins was... I'm, I'm sure Connie Hawkins was an all-star. <coughs> and he was not drafted. I know he made it with the Suns, but I know Starks made it with the Knicks. All right. I'm going to go with Connie Hawkins, followed by, I guess, John Starks. But Connie Hawkins will be my answer. Final answer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All righty. Well, at least I make you think about it. Yes, it is Connie the Hawk Hawkins. Nice. 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 That's 2-0. Oh. Ty, you see what I do? This is 
brilliance on it's special. It, it is special. All right. I think a deep breath is working. Starks, I know, also was an all-star undrafted um, at Oklahoma State. We know his story of he was bagging groceries. I don't know. I'd love a list of how many guys. It can't be that many that have been undrafted uh, all-stars in the NBA. Gene in Woodbridge. Gene, good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Oh, uh, excuse me, Dave. I was just water-picking my gums. <laughs> um. Very well done. Oh, that's very funny. Good good for you. Ty, did you hear this yesterday? Right. I did um, not. Hang on, hang on a second, Gene. So we, we bring right. on Richard in Manhattan, and he's not there. And Santiago and I are like, let's keep him up. Let's keep the, the, the you know, the, the line up, and we'll just talk until he's there. He comes back. He's like, I'm sorry. I was just flossing. I apologize. <laughs> oh, that's such a Richard in Manhattan I, thing I to could do. not believe he said that. My jaw dropped when, yep. when I heard that. Good job by you, Gene. Very funny. Go ahead. What do you got? All right. Uh, Dave. Yeah. Since um, the modern league went to the, uh, sorry, baseball went to the modern two league era, which was in 1903. 16 franchises. 16? Which one has never won more than 100 games during the regular season? So 16? Right. There were 16 franchises. There was eight American, eight national when they split up in 03. So one Mm. of those 16 never won more than 100 games in the regular season. Hmm. This is going to be. Uh, uh, this is going. This is not going to be an easy question. I mean, the Giants have, the Cardinals have, the J- Dodgers have, the Red Sox have, um, the Pirates have, the Cubs definitely have. Now. When like the Philadelphia A's have, are we considering that to be oh, Oakland has also the White Sox have, um, the Tigers have. I know the Reds have, the Indians I know have, or the Guardians or whatever they are now. Let me know if you need a hint. No, I don't. I don't need a hint. Yes, you that. do. What? Is it, yes, st- is it it's still a team that's that's currently a team, yes? Correct. Never, never been relocated. All right. I don't know that I'm going to get this. How about the Phillies? I think, but I think they did. I think, I think, I don't think that's right. I think in, in whenever it was, they went over a hundred games. You have mentioned the team incorrectly so far. Really? I think it was whatever it was. They won a, over 100 games. That's funny. Um, no, the Phillies they definitely did. did. Okay, when they... This team did win 100, but not more than. Oh, it's got to be over 100? Well, that's why I said more than. Oh, uh, okay. So let's think now. Um, Sorry if you didn't understand. Oh, uh, no, it's okay. Then I'm going to go with the Tigers, I think. Or the White Sox. I don't know if it's final. I don't know if it's final. Cubs definitely have. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Chicago White Sox. Final answer. You son of a gun! You pulled it out at the bottom of the ninth. This is what I do. I'm a genius. Oh my lord! Ty, come on! Come on! 
Why wear pants? That's right. I should take my pants off right now. You should do it and then take a picture and put it on and Twitter. And send it to you. It would explode across social media. The 84 Tigers, by the way, uh, that championship team, won 104 games. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you didn't go there. But the White Sox, pull, that's impressive, man. Do you know what the, uh, the ti- that Tigers team in 1984 started at 35-5? Yeah, I do remember that. And, and walked their way to a World Series title. Over? Who they, would they beat in the World Series? Any idea? Uh, yes, I do know. That would be Manny Machado, San Diego Padres. <laughs> yes, Manny Machado. Little Manny Machado <laughs> leading the San, San Diego, Diego Padres. Padres. All right, that's 3-0, right? That is 3-0. All right, let's go to uh, Alex in Allentown. Very alliterative. Good morning, Alex. Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, who is the only MVP to go on to win a World Series as a manager? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Frank Robinson? I don't think he won a World Series as a manager. So he's he's a regular season MVP. Right. And as a manager, he won a World Series. Correct? That's correct. Ugh. Frank Robinson. Final answer? I don't know that he won one as a manager, though. Did Frank Robinson win a World Series as a manager? I don't... God, I don't... I'm embarrassed to say I don't know that he did. I don't, I don't think he did. No, it can't it can't be Frank Robinson. All right. War, he was a regular season MVP. And he also won the World Series as a manager. I don't think it's not Davey Johnson. Um David Johnson won MVP. Ty, you have any idea? Well, I know the answer because he, he, he said told it to you me. the answer. Yeah, and it yeah. would have been my first and only guess. It would have been. It would have been. Because, but I'll explain why after. Um, MVP. Mickey Cochran? Did he, did he win as a... Uh, I know he was a, a, a World Series champion, but I don't think he was a... Was he a manager, too, that won the whole thing? I'm putting Mickey Cochran on the side. Walter Alston, I don't I don't think was, a, was an MVP. Frank Hona never won an MVP. Billy Martin? Sort of barely played. Oh, God. Gil Hodges? He has to be an MVP, right? I don't think Gil Hodges has was to be MVP. an MVP. Yeah, I don't think he was an MVP. Uh, Rogers Hornsby? 
He could have been an MVP. It's after 1931. Oh! All right. I'll give you a hint. No. I don't want a hint. No, but it's not a real hint. No, no hints. No, I, it's I, not I, don't, a, I don't want a hint. But it's not a real hint. I don't I don't want a hint. Um, Lou Pinello was never an MVP. I mean, it's taken a long time, but this is what happens when you ask these kind of insane questions. Um, oh, Joe, oh, Joe Torre. How about Joe Torre? Was he an MVP? I, I, I'm going to say Joe Torre. I think I've stumbled upon the final answer. Done. It's Joe Torrey. <laughs> yes! Yes! I mean, do, you, do you recognize what ha- what's happening here? I mean, it took do you, you four do minutes. You, I mean, do, do you take a moment to recognize what's happening here? Well, you took four minutes. So what? I don't know if we can celebrate that. I mean, it's it's genius. Wow. Joe Let's Torrey take a break. was the MVP in 1971 and then obviously won the World Series as the manager of your New York Yankees. Oh, yeah. 1971, he was the MVP for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, indeed. Then he went Ooh. to play for the right, 1-800-919-3776. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll pick up where we left off. What are we now, 4-0, Ty? Yeah, after 15 minutes, we've managed to go 4-0. All right, you, you know what? What do you think your record would be? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And we continue with Stump Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. Where are we? Give, give me the update, please. Uh, after 15 minutes of action, we've managed to go 4-0. All I'm looking for is the updated standings. I'm not looking for your critique or opinion. <laughs> but thank you for that. Jake, good morning. After your horrendous start to the show today, how are you? I'm doing okay, Dave. Good. Uh, you have a question today? I am. I'm doing better than the Red Sox, who got killed last night. Again, we mentioned it for a little bit of time, but the Blue Jays put a 28 spot up on them yeah. last night, which is not great for the Red Sox, but pretty good for us. But my question is, only one Major League Baseball team since 1900 has scored 30 runs in a single game. What team was it? Texas Rangers, Baltimore Orioles, 2007. Wow. Is that quick? I'm a big hmm, tempo boy. Guy. I don't know. I, I'm uncertain. <laughs> well, could it be the Braves? It's just there's, it? there's probably a couple of people listening. Like, wow, that was an easy question. But a majority of people listening are like, how the heck did this guy just get that in point one seconds? But yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> Going back 30 to thirty to three, by the way, was the final score. The final game. score was thirty to three, and I looked at the box score. The entire team scored at least two runs, including the pinch hitters that came into the game. So, uh, quite amazing uh, what they did back to the Orioles. But yes, thirty runs in a game is the record, and the Texas Rangers are the only team to ever score thirty runs in a game. And that is what five and zero tie. Uh, that is five and zero. Did that meet your your quickness uh, it did. answer? I like okay. to play with tempo. Seven seconds or less. Says oh. Mike D'Antoni. Uh, Luke in Connecticut usually asks some horrendous, horrendous wrestling questions, but we'll go in a different direction. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Dave. Well, with this hot streak you're on, I think I should bring it back to wrestling. Oh, for God's sakes. No. I'll keep it safe for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully I don't say that again today. Um, all right. Sammy Sosa, last player to hit 62 home runs. Ty made me ask, what team 
did he hit it off of instead of the pitcher? I mean, God. I I don't know. Um. Ah, uh, boy. I I really don't know. Um. Shlemiel, Shlemazel. So this is Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. He had 62, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. He broke the record for the third time. The real record at that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll guess the, uh, without taking forever, I'm going to guess the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, I thought you were going to pull it out again. No, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. I, I have no idea, and quite frankly. And you can go on hold, and you'll ask your second round of questions. I don't think that's a great question. You love that question, Ty? Come on, Dave. Okay, it's a great, it's a great. What, what a question! Oh, I'm glad I didn't let him go with, with the pitcher. He he hit the home run off of. Well, uh, 62 was a big deal. It was a big deal when it happened. It Come was. On. Yeah, when he hit 62. After they'd already hit the 70 and whatever. When when Sammy Sosa did it, yeah, of course. Okay, all right. Uh, continue along. Let's go to uh, uh, Mihal in Elizabeth. Mihal, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, question for you. Which Hall of Famer played right field for the New York Yankees before Babe Ruth? Before Babe Ruth. And you, would you say he's a household name or no? Yes. Because, well, see, I think I know, this is a trick question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've heard this before. Is it George Hallis? Yeah, nice yeah. job, Dave. Okay. There we go. So not, not an MLB Hall of Famer, an NFL Hall of Famer. Yes, an NFL Pop Hall there, of George Famer. Hallis. I did well there, right? That, that was pretty quick. That's a pretty uh, good pull. That's Lawrence Taylor! That's Lawrence Taylor! <laughs> All right. Uh, this Dennis in Jersey question is—I mean, really—is this—is this a decent question, Ty? I think it's interesting. I think okay. people listening are going to be like, "Oh, wow! I never knew that." Okay. Well, let's go, let's go to Dennis in Jersey. Dennis, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, we're about the same age, and when you uh, you take your kid shopping for shoes, right? They use an instrument to measure the foot width and length. This instrument has a name. What is this instrument called? Now, I think it's the fluoroscope. Is that what you're talking about? Where that where you put your foot into that that thing and then they, they flip it onto the right foot and the left foot. It, it, the only thing I can think of is the fluoroscope. Otherwise, I have. All right, no all right. Idea. Let, let me just be more specific because I don't want you to be upset. This is old school, Al Bundy. You put your foot in this metal instrument. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, thought right, I just was... want to make sure you. I just want to make sure we were talking about the same thing. I just didn't want you to get it wrong before you knew exactly what I was speaking about. Because this is my first chance to stump you. You've stumped me five times. And I don't stump you. I just answer the questions you ask. Um, well, I know, so it's, I guess it's not the fluoroscope is what you're saying. Um, it was kind of like it. I, I don't. Oh, 
you know, I, 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 it's, it's named after a guy, but I can't, it's like the Branford or something, but I don't know, I don't remember the name of it. Ty, you have any idea? None at all. No idea. I know what you, do you even know what he's talking about? Like I know he, what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And then they would, they would see where your, your big yeah. toe goes to. But I, it's named after a guy. I don't remember. I used to hate going shoe shopping, but I remember that distinctly. Um, the the Branford. Final answer? Yeah. The Branick device. Oh, come on. Right. And it's named after an individual, I believe, too. Unbelievable. It's like, it's like Peter Branick or something. <laughs> I'm serious. All right. So so that's that's a shame. Uh, Ready for part two? Uh, 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 yeah, let's go. Part two. Here we go. All right, so we have two people that are there for the, the double stump, right? Yes. All right, let's go right back to Dennis. Dennis, you got me part one, part two. Go ahead. Foot question. Foot question, NFL. No, it's got to be where did a guy go to college? Uh, are you now done? Right, are you where, out? Right. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not out. All right. Where did, Tom, where did Tom Dempsey go to college? All right, so Tom Dempsey, you kicked a 63-yard field goal and had half a foot. Now, are we five, really going to go with Tom? Five, oh. A child size five. Oh, are you? Are you? Are you? You work at a shoe store? <laughs> no, I do not. All right. So I, I know this because I used man. to read a book. But but Ty, the answer is Palomar. Yeah, that's, never heard that's of it. That's first and foremost. I've Secondly, you're really going to allow that. To, you're going to allow that to go in. It's supposed to be a skill position player. Well, so here's the thing: when we go right back to the caller who was just on. Hard to do the screening process. I'm pretty sure that was Rex Ryan, by the way. Could be wrong. <laughs> what is this foot obsession with this guy? Little inside radio behavior. Yeah, because I used to read a book, Amazing Things About the NFL, <laughs> and Tom Dempsey kicked a 63-yard field goal uh, to win a game against the Lions, I believe. And I remember reading he went to Palomar College. So there's your answer. That's in San Diego. You ever that see? I, uh, I don't know where. You ever see Mr. Deeds? The but guy he had like, no toes on his right foot, no may fingers I touch on his right hand. May I touch your feet? That guy? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, talking about? That, <laughs> I think that was him. Turo. May I touch your feet? Uh, Luke in Connecticut. Luke, r- wrap it up uh, before we get to the five pack. All right. Let's see if I can make some history. All right. NFL. Deuce McAllister. I think he went to Ole Miss. But let me think about this now. Deuce McAllister. Yeah, I'm confident that he went to University of Mississippi. Nothing else jumps out. Deuce McAllister. Final answer. I'll see you next week. Eight and two, Ty? Eight and two. That's not bad. It's only taken us uh, 33 minutes, but we'll see if we can finish strong here. You want to stop then? You want to not continue with your five-pack? Love the five pack. All right, then then stop complaining. But at least I'm quick and easy with it. You ready? Yeah, that's what she said. Go ahead. Uh, did she really say that? Lamar Yo, Odom. Oh, she sure did. Let's go. Come on. Lamar Odom. Uh, Lamar. Well, he went to a, a number of schools. But uh, would you like Rhode Island? Yes, that's the one I'm looking for. Okay. <laughs> Rhode Island is correct. Let's go with. He went to the Elite Eight. Almost went to the Final Four, but lost to Stanford. Look at you, man. Always uh, dishing out the nuggets. Jason Terry. The University of Arizona. That would be correct. James Posey. James Posey. Now, I always get this confused because there were a number of Poseys. One (laughs) of them went to Rhode Island, but that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for Xavier's James Posey. Oh, I am looking for Xavier. They went to URI. That is a good job out of you. All right, let's go Richard Hamilton. 
Uh, come on, Connecticut. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> and lastly, we will go with Devin George. This is a tough one. Devin George. It's like a... Oh, God. This is a tough one. Yeah, no, but I know it, and I'll get it. Is it a... Oh, God. Wesleyan, Augsburg. He went somewhere like that. I just have to figure out which one it was. He didn't go to... I think Sedale 3 went to, like, West Virginia Tech. <laughs> the uh, inner workings. He went to Augsburg University. Oh, uh, look at you, man. Final <laughs> Anytime you, you need Dave to deliver, he does. 13 so we'll, we'll and give, 2. 13 and 2. Took us a while to get there, but we finally did. We finally walked right up to 13 and 2. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. This is a big piece of information I'm throwing out there. So 1-800-919-3776. Yankees have reached out to express interest in acquiring Juan Soto. Now, it's a matter of the Nationals telling the Yankees and other teams what they want for this generational talent. It's early in the process. Both sides must determine if there's a match in terms of talent exchange. So the Yankees have done the first step, and they've said, we want Soto. And the Yankees are not a dumb organization. They're not. They know that if you say, we want Soto, it means that they're going to give up, I mean, the, the crown jewel, everything, really. I think is what it means. You're giving up everything in your minor league system. And don't call me and say, you know, I would include Gallo and Chapman in a deal for so. No, we're talking Dominguez, Peraza, Volpe, and more. That's what it's going to mean. You're going to have to trade everything not nailed down in this organization. And on top of that, you might have to take on a, an unfavorable contract, like a Patrick Corbin or something like that. But are you willing right now to go ahead and, and, I mean, ravage, and that's what it would be, ravage your minor league system to go all in right now to try to win this thing. Because you know what's going to happen? You're going to have Judge Soto for the rest of this year. And then what happens is you say goodbye to Judge. Now, if you're a Yankees fan and you know that you have your hands on Juan Soto, I think saying goodbye to Aaron Judge is a lot easier. But that's what happens. That's what happens. If you bring in Juan Soto... It means you've seen the last after the season of Aaron Judge. And I've heard a lot a lot of people, I think I was listening to the K-Show yesterday, and Donnie lost his mind. Somebody said, well, you know what, for Juan Soto, I would be willing to include Aaron Judge. They don't, I, do you not understand? They don't want Aaron Judge. Why in the world would, would Washington want anything to do with Aaron Judge? They want young, favorable contracts. You're going to give them a guy that's going to be a free agent at the end of the year? that you're going to have to pay $300 million to. That's exactly what they don't want. So be rational when you think about it. Is this something you're willing to do? Obviously, it's something they're willing to, at a minimum, explore. But is this something you're willing to do? Are you willing to open up Pandora's box? And we're going to give you, I mean, right off the bat, Dominguez, gone, Peraza, gone, Volpe, gone, and more. And in exchange, you get even if he's not the best player in baseball, I think it's fair to say the best young player in baseball. Could you imagine that swing at Yankee Stadium with that short porch in right field? How many home runs he would hit and what he, how he changes the dynamic of the Yankees? And that's Diamond Notes, brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring. 
to fit every single budget at any of their six area locations. I, I, you know, I, I, would, I would love the Yankees to get involved. I don't want to see that happen, but I got to be honest with you, he's such a phenom. I would love for the Yankees to land him because I'd love to be able to watch him every day. I really would. And if I'm the, you know, I think Volpe's going to be a stud. I do. I think Peraza, I, I don't know what he's going to be. And Dominguez, I've heard, now correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know this is what I've heard, maybe a little overrated, maybe not as great as everyone thinks, but whatever. That's the unknown. Those, those are, the. I mean, do you think they all hit and they're all great players? No, there's no way. So you can have all of them. For, I would do it. I real uh, now, one prerequisite for me, I have to agree to a deal with him beforehand. I have to agree to an extension with him beforehand. So whether it's you know thirteen for four, whatever, whatever the number is, I don't care. But there's no way I'm trading everything not nailed down to Washington, and I'm gonna. I know it's a long term rental because it's this year and next year and the year after. But there's there's no way I'm doing that. No way. So there you have it, 1-800-919-3776. I don't know that it happens. I know there are going to be other teams heavily involved. But what we now know is at least the Yankees have made the call. At least they're, they've expressed interest in this deal. Let's get to some of the calls. Saul, Long Island. Good morning, Saul. You're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, big fan. I think the reason you get all the smoke from your uh, coworkers and stuff is they don't realize that you're probably, I think you're the second greatest radio host of all time. All time? Not sports. Not sports. Sports, ra- uh, just radio host. Who is number one? You know who number one is. Howard Stern. Exactly right. What? So you think it goes Stern, Rothenberg. So you think that the Jews are dominating um, radio. Like that kind of party. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and hold on. Shout out to the. I am a company member. Shout out to the company. Richie so Pietro and company. Down. Of course. Shout out to the company. Wow. Saul, this is hot stuff. All right. What do you got? So with King going down, that's a problem, right? And now we're expressing interest in Soto. I know right. you're not a Yankee fan. You're a Yankee hater. But what do you think the best move is? We actually need, we obviously need another arm now because King was out. Kinger, 100%. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think, Saul, that, that going after Soto um, eliminates going after a, a bullpen arm as well. The, Yankee, the Yankees are going to – here's the thing. You're going to have another starter. You're going to have another bullpen arm. And you're going to have a new left fielder, I would think, on the left fielder. At least you're going to have another bat. All right, so now the question is – do you, I mean, do you just want to push your chips and go all in? Because you don't know what Volpe's going to be. I mean, you've heard great things about him, but you don't know what he's going to turn out to be. And you have the chance to get a, a, a legend at 23? I mean, this is the equivalent of getting Albert Pujols at 23 years old. I mean, that's what this is. This is the, but what do you, what do, you do? This is the equivalent of getting huge star power who is not he hasn't even gotten to to the prime of his career he's 23 years old he's i mean you know that new york will not be too big for him you know that nothing is too big for this guy boy that's enticing now jake let me ask you you love the yankees you had a terrible open to the show with your guests (laughs) on the yankees we're still on that i'll never get over it okay but i do consider you to be a I mean, just an ardent, big-time, knowledgeable Yankees fan. I appreciate that. 
outside of that awful guest to start the show. But that's regardless <laughs> of that. Yes. You 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 want you want Soto, don't you? I mean, what team wouldn't want Soto? He's... But I mean, you're you're willing to give it all up for him. Well, here's the you? thing with Dominguez. There are Yankee fans that are like, I'm not willing to give up with Dominguez. If Dominguez, if everything goes right for Dominguez with injuries, with just going through the minor leagues, with the major leagues, we would hope that he would be a player that is somewhat near Juan Soto. So, and, and you won't get that. You're not getting. Yeah, I mean, Juan Dominguez Soto won't, won't, is a generational talent. I know, but they're comparing Dominguez to Mike Trout and Mickey Mantle, but I get it. If anything, you should be comparing him to Juan Soto. That would be the best-case scenario. So I would give up literally whatever it takes to get Juan Soto. So you would give up all all of your top prospects? I would give up all the top prospects, and the guy that has had his name floated a little bit is Glaber Torres. I I would probably be even willing to give up Well, you have that open slot, right? Then you just stick LeMahieu at second base, and away you go. Exactly. All right, so here, here's what I'm, um, I'm offering you. Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez, Austin Wells, Glaber Torres, and you take on the contract of Patrick Corbin. Yeah, I think I'd do it. I would, like, hesitate because of the Glaber, but without that, yeah, um, without question. Anyone in the minor leagues that you want, I would give up for Juan Soto in a heartbeat. And Davey Garcia. Yeah, because what is what are they going to do? Pull him and bring in Jay Happ after? <laughs> oh but, my and, God. And, and Clark Schmidt. All right, well, you keep asking for more and more. Yeah. I want to see I want to see what your breaking point is. Realistically, you... Well, the main thing with Juan All right, Soto... I'm going to throw this on the table for you right now. Yes. And I won't go further than this. Yeah. Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez. Did I include Austin Wells in there the first time? Yes, you did. Austin Wells... Davy Garcia, Clark Schmidt, and Glaber Torres. And you take on Patrick Corbin. On the table, take it or leave it. Yeah, I think I do it. That's a that's a lot. It's a lot, but <laughs> I think I still do it. It's Juan Soto. Yeah, I would do it too, though, man. It's if, Juan Soto. If, to to your point, you would have to make sure that he's not gonna leave anytime soon. Do you soon. have to do that? Honestly. Do you you don't have to. You're getting three straight playoff runs with one of, if not the best player in baseball. Let me ask you a quick question with before Judge and Cole as as the core of this team. That's right. On top of what you've been able to accomplish this year. Three straight playoff runs. I I don't know if I need a commitment prior to making that trade. Before, well, before, I think I think it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think by the Yankees saying we want Juan Soto is almost like telling us indirectly long term Aaron Judge is not going to be here. See, so here's my uh, can I play uh, devil's advocate here? Sure. I'm reading this Jack Curry tweet and he's tremendous. He he does a, a, an excellent job. Love Jack Curry. I just wonder though. When you say have reached out to express interest, what does that mean? Well, I don't know what it means. And that's what we're playing with right now. Because interest can just say, yeah. yeah they could say, yeah, like, we'll I reached we'll out to Dominguez Halle Berry. Peraza, we keep Volpe, and we'll, we'll take back Patrick Corbin. Of course, the it's, Yankees, are, I'm sure they're going to try to take advantage. But like, otherwise, you're just wasting everybody's time. Like, if, you're, if you're not legitimately interested to that extent, then, you know, then it's just a waste of time. Yeah, like liking Ashanti's picture on Instagram, I guess technically is expressing about, interest. I'm saying the same thing. Wouldn't so it be like, what does it what does it mean? Wouldn't like, it be worse if the Yankees didn't reach out to see what would it take to get Juan Soto? And how many teams, if Juan Soto's turning down a four hundred forty million dollar contract, how many teams realistically are going to offer him that type of money? There's uh, only like a handful of teams. Exactly. The Mets could do it. I know they don't want to trade him to the Mets. No, uh, the Yankees can do it. We'll see if they want to trade but him But that's there. one more thing with the Yankees. Why do we keep talking about, I know 
previous years have shown otherwise, but like, is this just a completely new Yankees team? It's not a poverty franchise where they can't afford Soto and Judge. Like, why does it have to be one or the other? The the way that what the Yankees have shown us for the last, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years is they're not willing to do that. I know. There's no way they're going to pay Cole and Stanton and Judge and Soto and LeMayhew and Donaldson. They're not going to, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. LeMayhew is not that, his contract's not like, that's not keeping it. Uh, But but Cole is. Cole certainly. And that doesn't go away. But Stanton Stanton is, is, and that doesn't go away. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And then you're going to pay Judge three hundred million, well, and then would, you're going to pay Soto four hundred million. Nice if you had Soto and Judge as your outfielders for the next ten years, I'm sure the Yankees would make it back, the money back in some type of way. I'm with I, you, I'll, Dave. I don't think they would do it. I just don't know that it has to be a prerequisite before making the trade. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So this is so Ben has not been hitting great lately. He's a very good hitter. Hasn't been hitting great lately, right? And he's been working at it so much. Like, he goes for extra BP. He's been hitting on his own. He actually borrowed a friend's virtual reality. Like, he's just, it's nonstop with this kid, right? So, I film his at-bat so I can show, like, the guy he works with, and he can see it, and he slows it down and watches. Like, the nuance of hitting is remarkable, right? So, you get the bonus of my, you know, commentary <laughs> when he goes up to hit. So it's like, you know, ball one, like good eye, good, good, good eye kid, right? Let's get, right, strike one, like, come on, we got to swing the bat. Then he, he doubles into the gap. I'm filming the other day in his first at bat. And all you hear is he hits it. He winds up on second. I'm like, good job, Benny. And then, and then you hear, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that deep of a slump, huh? He's been in his, yeah, he's been in his slump and he's been in his own head. Now, and, do, you, uh, do you ever allow yourself to curt, like, Utter curse words publicly at these games. Like, are you that guy? Mm, I don't think I, I'm not. I'll tell you what. I, I I'm intense and I want to see him do well and I care about how he does. But I'm not like I would never be construed as that guy. Okay, that's I, I I swear. In fact, there's another dad on the team who said I always look for that guy and I don't think this team has that guy. That's good. Yes. Yeah. So I I won't I won't go that far. But I'm very hard on him. Good. All right, so we've got, I mean, some some pretty. Big... I feel like you just blew me off, by the way. No, but I, I, here's what I'd like to have. Here's out. what I'd like to have happen. I'd like you to pose the NFL questions to me, and then I have some Yankees news I'd like to to get to when we get back. Well, it's from the not break. it's not really questions. Well, whatever whatever the hell you have that's NFL related, you okay. get to, and then when we return, I... we'll get into this uh, Yankees this Yankees thing. news. Is it fair to say it's pretty sizable Yankees it's news? Pretty sizable Yankees okay. news. Uh, so two, two, two nuggets I want to throw at you. One is actually a positive. The other is quite a negative. Which one do you want first? Does it involve the Giants at all? Uh, both of them invo- involve the Both Giants. of them involve the Giants. Yes. Give me the – so there's one that's quite positive and one that's somewhat the negative. The one's just like, ah, really more of this. All right. I'll, let me start with the negative. <laughs> all right. So I came across the NFL future power rankings, so projections for all 32 teams yeah. for the next three seasons. Uh, here are where the Jets and Giants rank, respectively. The Jets are at 21. Right. So over the next three years, this is this is what we're power ranking the Jets to Which be. Which would be terrible, by the way, if the Jets are the 21st, you know, best team in, in the NFL in three and, years. And, and more and more context. This is a panel of experts: Jeremy Fowler, Lewis Riddick, Seth Walder, and. Field eight. So the Jets are at twenty one over the next three years, which is a disaster considering like how And I don't agree with it, but go ahead. Uh considering how optimistic everyone is, your New York Giants are at twenty nine. 
G-I-A-N-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. They, I mean, come on. Really, really. I mean, the Giants are, are they, they have more talent than they've had. You have to figure that they're going to be better coached. The GM is legitimate. I, there's no way the Giants are in, over the next three years are going to be the 29th team in the NFL. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But I, don't agree, I don't agree with either of them. But I'm I'm just saying if these are ex, if these are the experts and they're projecting that over the next what did I say three years three years the Jets and Giants are going to be twenty nine or twenty one and twenty nine respectively then I heard you say man we can't deal with another we for get three to, years the that Jets, these teams are the lower third in the NFL for three years I'm telling you right now I would lose my mind it's hard to lose be my mind. But then there's this. We haven't seen a playoff win in this town in over a decade, Ty. Yeah, since your Super Bowl, since the Patriots. That's right. Since since the ball fell onto the turf, <laughs> looking for Gronkowski oh on that final play, we have not seen one snap for either team in the postseason. Uh, and since then, we've gotten mononucleosis. We've gotten seeing ghosts. We've gotten a boat trip. We've got Odell. It's just been a lot of not winning. But I did come across this. And I find this to be fascinating. Okay. Took a look ahead at the uh, 2022-2023 NFL Coach of the Year odds. So that's this season? This coming season. Uh Uh-huh. Would you care to guess who's number two on this list? Number two? I mean, you're telling me, I I would think by the way you're setting this up, you're telling me it's either Salah or, or Dable. Brian Dable, number two. Is number actually, two? Actually, no, I read this wrong. He's tied for first with Brandon Staley of uh, of the Chargers. How is that? Th- Th- that is ridiculous. They're both at plus 1,400, according to Vegas Insider. Wait, and that's second? No, that's first. I, I He's second on the There's list, but no he's There's no way tied. that's accurate. There is no I'm way lo- that what you're looking at is accurate. I'm looking at it, man. It said updated as of July 20th, 2022. Staley and Dable are tied for the best odds to win Coach of the Year. Sean McVay is not up there. Uh, I do not see Sean McVay. Where is Sean McVay? There's, there, um, there, that, something is not right. I with just this pulled week. up the list. He's right. Um, so McVay is really far down. He's yeah. at How? plus 2,500. Really at plus 2,500. With LaFleur? I don't know. It's weird. Like all the good teams. You maybe Wait, where, they where's, think... where's Belichick on the list? He's at plus twenty two hundred. Where's John Harbaugh on the list? He's at plus twenty five hundred. How is this? Where's Andy Reid? Plus thirty three hundred. How is this? Pot? This, this is horrendous. It's Reid and Tomlin tied plus for plus. How? How is Mike Tomlin Pete? is plus thirty three hundred? <laughs> Maybe they think the Giants are so bad that the progress he's going to make will make him coach of the year. Well, the Staley one makes sense. Right? Staley one fine. The I mean, that's, that's a talent. The playoffs team. last year. Everyone's darling yes. right now. Uh, but Dable is tied for first? Yes. <laughs> but I thought I'd, Where's Josh McDaniels Josh on the McDaniels list? Josh McDaniels at plus 1800. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I get I give up. If if you had said to me go through the list where do you think Dable is? I would say he's at best middle of the road. And they've got yeah, so I I just thought I came across this and I said, "You know what? I I Dave's been through a lot." Uh, the Mets haven't hit that. Where's Todd Bowles? Tailspin yet. Todd Bowles plus twenty five hundred. But Dave, doesn't it make you feel <laughs> it's good? Ridiculous. Doesn't that make you feel good that the coach, the guy that we kind of are now trusting to lead the Giants, is supposed to be the leader of Coach of the Year this year? That's got to yeah, make you feel kind of good. Yeah, but I think it's dumb. I I, I think it's a great. I, honestly, and I, I mean this sincerely. So I think what you found here is a great nugget. I ju- it makes no sense to me <laughs> how in the world he could be above everyone else. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Every, every, I mean, he's ahead of, of Doug Peterson, you're because telling here's me? He's here's what has to happen in order for this He's ahead of Mike Vrabel? Uh, Sean McVay? Mike Vrabel. Where is Mike Vrabel on this list? Uh, Mike Vrabel's at plus 2,500. With Sean, Sean McDermott? McDermott is. He coaches the Bills. I think they're going to go like fourteen plus and three. 28, plus twenty eight hundred. Uh yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I give up. I re- really, really. I well, mean, because here's what has to happen in order for him to qualify for this award: the Giants have to make the playoffs. Like you can't be a team that misses the playoffs and and. and uh, the year, no, right? I don't agree with that. I think if you, if the Giants went nine and eight and and the last game of the season was a win and you're in, okay, and you miss so they out. have to at least be in contention. Yes, like late, very late yes. in the season. You have to be in contention well into December to have any remote chance of being coach of the year. Okay, yes. so let's stretch this to the furthest logical conclusion. Okay, when the la- week eighteen, like, can you be the coach of the year? If in week eighteen you're not playing for anything because you're already eliminated for the playoffs, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I mean this on I have no idea because uh, the, in your the, mind the, the the list makes no sense to me. Can well, forget you be, the list. Forget the list. Let's just can just, you be co- so so if you're eight and eight and you're not playing for a playoff berth and you win that game and you go nine and eight, can you win coach of the year? The playoffs off the table though. We are in week eighteen, the last week of the season. You're not a playoff team. Uh, do, you, do you do you end the season saying, "Boy, Giants, they really they were better than we thought, and and the future is bright for them now." And Daniel Jones is going to be the answer quarterback. So I think what we're arriving at is no. The, the answer is no. Like you can't be a team not playing for anything in the last week because your 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 playoff fate has already been sealed. You were eliminated, and you be in the conversation. Yeah, I but, think I think that's probably realistic. So that, what that, that tells you, need to you be competitive is that the Giants in Week 18 will be playing for a playoff spot according to these odds. That's what that's what that's the reading Listen, like to me. No, nothing would make me happier. Than Brian Dable winning NFL Coach of the Year, <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. Like nothing. He's got the get the money in now, man. Plus fourteen hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that. 